You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, we spent most of the second hour talking about CBD oils, which is not it what is, we set out is, to do. It is just, it's it's interesting that they have brought so much sponsorship money to every form of two-wheel racing and so quickly. You know, there's, with an influx of money in, in the motorcycling industry, I would think the the powers to be would welcome that and figure out a way to capitalize on that. And and the uh, the promoters of the Supercross and and I won't say the the current ones, which is Feld, but before that, um, I brought a sponsor, had an opportunity to bring a sponsor through to Arena Cross uh, with our team, and uh, immediately they went to work on stealing that sponsor, and eventually did. And uh, they're so I, I I'm surprised that 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 uh, they're not, you know, Monster Energy slash. CBD oil or something, but um, I've never done it, and I don't know. We were talking off air, PJ, about it and, and how you've... The medicinal benefits, uh, I mean, health benefits of CBD specific, you know, take THC out of it. THC is what uh, the world knows is the hallucinogenic, grass, weed, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. That's the, that's, THC is the active ingredient in marijuana uh, or hemp that gets your, uh, you know induces uh your brain cbd does entirely different stuff and it works on your body and in chemical ways that i am not a phd and do not understand but i do know there's a lot of research out there and there's a lot of pro athletes looking into this and uh there's a lot of amateur athletes and Mm -hmm. a lot of people with aches and pains that are truly finding benefit from cbd oils without the downside of being stoned which actually sounds kind of fun to me, but I'm, you know. <laughs> All right, so uh, we talked about this earlier. Harley Davidson has has taken over or purchased the Stasic brand of the electric motorcycle. Um, my four year old daughter got one for Christmas. Santa brought her one, and it's uh, with covered in princess stickers from Disney that I had. Uh, I mean, that Santa Claus had rooster graphics wrapped. Nice it's here in Des Moines, but. Um, the bike is super cool and it's, uh, and she's into it. Yeah. She's super into it. It's Stasix S-T-A-C-Y-C is, is how you pronounce it. It's basically like a strider that the kid can drag their feet or, and it has little platforms to put it on and it's got a little battery and it's got three different settings. So you can go super slow, which you basically have to drag your feet because you'll fall over. It barely goes fast enough and then medium and then high. So we've not gotten out of super slow, but I am. Totally fine with that. She wears a motocross helmet when she rides, and she calls it her motorcycle. Now the thing I'm uh, and I've I've pushed Storm Lake Honda to get uh, to uh, you know become a dealer. I think the ten it's like a ten bike minimum, and these things retail for about seven hundred fifty bucks. So it's a real investment. And there's not a huge amount of margin in these bikes, but uh, I think and and I also talked to Hicklin about about doing it. And the thing that I think is super cool about these things 
is you could have races at the shop on Saturdays when it's warm with free hot dogs and set up cones and hay bales and pennants or whatever, and it would take, you know, 20 minutes to build the track. And you could have races. Now, they're doing Strider races in the, the Des Moines, the Skywalk here in Des Moines, downtown Des Moines on Saturdays. And they do, they've been and doing they're, they're hugely popular. They are very popular. Now, if if I what I should be I should say what I should be doing is buying a handful of these things and taking them down there and just showing up with them and saying check these out and letting the kids that are good at strider racing get on these things and and learn and and get the feel of the throttle and and uh what I'm excited about with Harley buying these things the, the whole direct and I and I'm gonna be honest with you the whole direction of Harley going electric. What's the bike that they have now that's available? The Livewire. I mean, they did a concept a couple years ago. It's now out. It is legit motorcycle. You can go buy it. It's expensive, right? Order it. It's not inexpensive. I think in the world of electric, I don't unfortunately have the price in front of me. It's it's in line with the other ones. Okay. So I think... Um, prices are coming down on the full-size electric. Prices are coming down and performance is going up every single year. That's like what's a laptop. Happening. Laptops used to yes. cost 1500 bucks. Or a Walkman or pick any electronic device. But yes, every year, Do these you electric bikes... Uh, no. Okay. I'm out. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, these, uh, the thing I'm excited about, and, I, and, I, and, I, and Harley, I don't... The, the direction they're going with the... With the Here's the thing. We said this earlier on the show. We've said it many times. Their core audience is dying. Literally, they're getting aging old. out. Yep, they're aging out. And so, you know, we've seen uh, all the old timers that that have been huge in flat track are the same people that are that are ticked off that there's changes going on in AFT. Well, these guys that are that are riding, I think it's a different brand that and Harley's is recognizes that. And they're building a different brand, and they're going towards the electric. And I, I suppose that's me being a Wiseco guy, an employee of Wiseco. You know, I'm not, I'm not real stoked on that. And any of us, it's just us showing our age. We're not excited about the change that's clearly in the air, and it may be yet another 10, 15 years or more. Who knows? But it's I coming. You, I can it's tell coming. you this: my four-year-old kid. There's no chance she's going to get on a dirt on a PW50 that's smoking and rattling. And and loud, you know. She she when she went and asked Santa Claus what for she wanted a a motorcycle that was quiet and had princesses on it. Now I realize she's a little girl, but she's hooked, dude. She wants yep. to go ride her motorcycle. And her next one better be just a bigger version of that. Is it, what you're saying? <laughs> it's gonna need to be a bigger version of. Yeah, that. and eventually I'm gonna get her on a, a combustion engine. I hope, but. And if I don't, I guess we'll ride electric bikes, or she will, or she won't ride them. But um, I, I think that Harley recognizes this. I think you the the cool thing is is you've got these um, these old crawdads like my age and older that are going into Harley shop to buy these bikes. Now they can drag their kid, and there's something for the kid to look at because the side by side market has has completely ruined the motorcycle industry in regards to kids are not engaged. They're they're Looking at their phones, and they're they're not uh, they're not riding. They don't grow up to be motorcycle riders. So, this is definitely a step in the right direction, and I I embrace it. So, um, I hope Harley can do wonders with the brand. Instant distribution. That's the thing. That's that, huge. And I mean, huge. and instant young customers. Instant they're- distribution. Whereas Stasic was 
struggling and 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 I don't know if they were struggling, but you know now they've got a demand to keep up with and building. I think it's super cool. So yep, and we talked about it recently in that same vein. Tony uh, Ovaley, um, Road Racing World did a nice uh, article about Ovaley. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but a foreign produced small. Um, road racing machine made in numerous capacities, uh, performance levels that they're that's now being imported to the U.S. to to go after the same market. Let's get younger kids on motorcycles, uh, you know, doing what they might want to do. They just didn't have the ability to. Instead of having to custom build some sort of Frankenstein bike, here's a turnkey bike you can go ride on mm-hmm. on a on a go kart track. Something that might be available in a lot of neighborhoods. It's awesome. Uh, what's going on with road racing? I know we have the Daytona 200 coming up here. And MotoGP this this weekend beginning in Qatar. Um, we talked about it briefly last week. I think uh, as we're waiting for the next World Superbike round to come, the dominant performance of Alvaro Batista on the new V4 Panigale Ducati over the reigning champ Ray, um, they actually had a third race. They called it a Super Pole race. Um, so there was actually three point scoring events at um, Phillip Island for the season opener of World Superbike. And Alvaro Batista, new to the series, just stomped it. Uh, he won all three of them and really put uh, Ray in his place, beat him by upwards of 12 and 15 seconds in the two long races. Uh, I, the season's by no means over. Ray still has to be everyone's favorite as he's been so consistent the past uh, so many years. But the fact that uh, Batista put a brand new motorcycle so dominantly on the top step of the podium, uh, it, it shakes things up a little bit. I really hope he's able to put together an entire season. Um, it's good news. It has to be good news for the Ducati faithful. I am a huge Chaz Davis fan. That would be Alvaro's teammate. Chaz didn't seem to get on so well with the bike as Alvaro did. Uh, He was a little deeper back in the field, which only, I think, goes to say the bike isn't necessarily an automatic overdog when a guy like Chaz Davis, who's usually at the front, is back a little ways. Uh, We can't say this bike is... That Batista's performance was because the Ducati's so much better. I think there's a whole bunch of Ducati, uh, Alvaro Batista was on his game that day, for sure. Well, um, the, uh, the the series in uh, that you just brought up with Qatar, uh, MotoGP. That, MotoGP, getting ready to kick off. Yeah, so it's, it starts in Qatar. How long does that series, series last? I mean, it starts at night, right? How long does the season last for MotoGP? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the longest of them with the most races. Gosh, it's- we're going until first week of November, I want to say. Here, I'll have the schedule in front of me in one second. MotoGP, uh, we had test, test, test. Yes, uh, Qatar this weekend, and then the last race of the year, middle of November in Spain. So, it's, Okay, so these guys, make, season. these guys make more money than any, any motorcycle racers. The top guys certainly do, even the bottom guys in MotoGP. Yeah, they're getting paid a, a, a handsome wage that they are earning. You know, their life's on the line, but literally, look, and, yeah, and they're the, and it's a long, grueling season. It is. They get a little bit of a break in the middle of the year. They call it their summer break, where they get not quite an entire month off, but they get a few weeks off right in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so Jeffrey Hurlings is sidelined for the uh, currently for the the uh, MXGP. Hurt his foot. Cairoli is a favorite now for the championship. However, uh, Hurlings missed a race last year and still came back and won the title. So uh, that's kind of interesting news in off-road and MXGP uh, motocross overseas. This weekend, we're, we're going to Daytona for Supercross, sort of the outdoor race. Yeah, and we were just you were talking about sand tonight, uh, and it was one liney and hey, we're going to have another sand race. Yeah, but the, the Daytona is different. I mean, it's it's so rough in so so many lines that um, it'll be interesting to see what they have. I'm looking at my okay, so I'm looking at my, uh, my I've got my phone set on the weather. It looks like it's going to be 76 and partly sunny on Saturday. So oh, good a chance of rain on Sunday though when I'm racing the GNCC. So. Well, uh, don't they call that the mutter or something? They, they, it's the. Well, it's in Palatka. What do they call it? The wild the sw- boar. Oh, the wild boar. I thought you just called it the swamp. <laughs> I it, thought you guys called it the swamp in years past. It is. It sucks. And so, what do I do? I get a bike lined up, and and uh, ship it down there so I can, I can go down there and torture myself. But. Yeah, at least it's going to be nice. It's going to be 80 degrees. So what do you think about it? Supercross, I mean, here we are at the halfway point. We just crossed over it. Nine of 17 now in the bag. So we just crossed the halfway point. Okay, uh, I mean, clearly uh, Cooper is doing the business. Um, He's got a bunch of wins. Moosecan and uh, Roxen in two and three, no wins. Neither one of those guys has won, and they're in second and third place in the title hunt right now it's interesting um ken roxon i i have to tip my hat to him because he you know he i to have the patience that he has because the man has the speed like nobody else we saw that he was a title favorite he was the guy that was going to win it and then he had a horrific horrific accident and then another one and his best finish this year has been second, and you saw it. He was he leading almost it won that. up until the last 36 inches of the race. Yeah, he was, was winning his. that thing, yeah. and Cooper came and shut him down. It's got to be. He's got to, Webb has got to be in Roxon's head. I got to believe he's 13 points ahead of him right now. We're we're past the the halfway point. Um, Webb lives down in Florida and trains. You know they've they've got a, a the Baker factory is a is a very uh, you know successful program that that nobody can deny that he is on the best training program with that KTM has provided. Um, Roxon sitting in second. Muskin's only uh, four points behind Ken, behind uh, Marvin. Or excuse me, Marvin's only four points behind Ken Roxon. Marvin has not won a race either. You know, um, he's. I think his best finish is a second, also. So you've got uh, Eli Tomac, though, who's won a couple races, and that's always been Eli's downfall is, is consistency. You you see him come out, no doubt. When he gets on a charge, he is the man to beat. The he, triple crown. I mean, he just showed it. it. The first two races were walkaways. Tomac just on fire. You just can't stop the guy. He just passes, 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 and you know he'll be in seventh place in with five laps to go. And all of a sudden he's he's challenging for the win. But we saw Cooper Webb do that this year too. You know when he passed Ken Roxon, you thought, well he's in. You know he's way back there. There's and it's late in the race. And then all of a sudden the kid just starts picking him off and doing it. And he and they were clean passes for the most part. Whereas you know and Tomac can do that too. But man, it when Tomac is. Uh, 
he's down. He's fourth in points, and I'm I'm he's over twenty points down from Cooper Webb. I expected Tomac to be a threat. Um, so it's it's interesting to see. I I think my we're prediction, at the halfway point. We got a lot of racing. My prediction is there will be a surprise in Daytona this year, much like last year when we're just going to start calling it Braytona. Braytona. Yeah. Get me tuned, Braytona. All right, that's our show for today. We appreciate you tuning in on our our Evergreen Podcast production. Big thanks to Sean Bice with Moto America. Thanks to Mike Alessi with Moto Concepts, Smart Top Honda. Big thanks to the Viking, Mike Skirkus, the Baja Racer, Tyler O'Hara, and Dean Wilson. I'm Tony Wink for PJ Doran, uh, the Daily On, Scott Casper, Ed Kulenkamp, Chris Bishop, and Tommy Boy Halverson. We appreciate you listening, and we'll be back next week right here on Pit Pass Radio. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.